Welcome to the Women in Faith podcast. I'm Stephanie Schwartz, the host of Women in Faith, and we're here to help women trust and obey God by knowing and applying His Word. So I have my friends Sarah Cox and Jen Gray back together with me, and we're talking about the topic of parenting. Um, Sarah, tell us where or when you've worked with moms of young kids. Uh, my first teaching job, I worked with moms a lot in the classroom, moms of my kids, and I loved that. But then since then, being a mom myself, I have four kids. I've loved to connect with other moms. I served for many, many years here at Navigating Motherhood at church and um, just worked with lots of moms there. And I just love moms. I love talking to them about parenting and this sort of topic. So it's one of my favorite things to talk about. Thanks for having me today. Yeah, absolutely. What about you, Jen? Well, similar to Sarah, um, early in my job, I would do mommy and me classes. Um, that was one of my favorite things, even though I didn't have kids at the time. I knew I always wanted kids, and it was um, just so fun to see these moms uh, learning how to navigate motherhood, um, <laughs> which then years later here at Compass, um, helping serve in kids ministry, and then almost 14 years in navigating motherhood. Wow. Speaking of which, yes, um, and now serving in Thrive, it's so exciting because I get to spend time with these young moms who are just now getting married and having babies, and um, it's just exciting. I, I really, really like partnering with moms in parenting. Great, yeah. So navigating motherhood, being a ministry here at Compass, where we uh, reach out to the women of our community with young kids, and you know, talk to them about parenting and marriage and their relationship with God, and then Thrive being a marriage ministry here at our church where mm -hmm. we get young couples, married couples, and build into them, help them to have better marriages and stronger families. So thank you guys both so much for serving in those ministries. We are spending five sessions on the topic of parenting. This time we want to look at parenting in the toddler and preschool years. Our kind of theme verse for this parenting is Ephesians 6, 4, which says, fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. And last time we talked about the fact that that discipline is correction and that involves painful consequences. And during these toddler and preschool years, we're still kind of focusing on this correction side. So we're going to really uh, focus our time on teaching our kids to follow the rules, uh, follow the rules in routine regarding self-control, obedience, and kindness. But before we jump into that, we kind of need to talk about parenting styles. I mean, what are parenting styles? And, you know, what do you do when your parenting style isn't the same as your spouse's? Um, many times I think people would say that they are either authoritarian or permissive in regarding parenting. So which side are you? It's important to think through for your own self yeah. and then to talk to your husband about what he is. And um, realizing too that many times they're opposite; they're different. You may not be the same as your parent, as your husband, and you may have been raised differently. And so it's going to come out different in your parenting. So just knowing that people's perspectives from the get-go might be a little bit different. Yeah, yeah. And I think being humble in that communication too, and seeing that my way is not the only way. I know that's hard for some of us. That would be <laughs> uh, a temptation to think that our way is the only way. But being open to that, that our husbands also have wisdom and mm -hmm. preferences and opinions and just the same way that we would want them to take into account ours. Yeah, so. absolutely. So you guys say talking about that, you, let's say that you're disciplining your children or teaching your children and you come to a disagreement 
Do you just start talking about your parenting styles right there, or how would you do that? Right. I think it's so important to present a united front to our kids. We never want to come off as if mom says this, dad says this. We want to have all those conversations behind closed doors in private. Where we're kind of saying what we think should happen, not at the time. So just maybe table it at that moment and talk later behind yeah. closed doors. Well, that's kind of yeah. hard. It is. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Emotions are going. Yes, yes. absolutely. Yes. Well, um, you know, we got to teach our kids to follow the rules, but we got to make sure that we're following the rules too. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So Modeling yeah, it. absolutely. So following the rules, I think begins with a routine, mm-hmm. learning routines. Yeah. Uh, what are some of the routines that you think are important to establish during these toddler and preschool years? Um, you know, kids do a lot of sleeping and eating. I mean, really. Yeah. yeah. So do adults. <laughs> so, yeah. That's what we do. But yeah. just establishing those routines in our home, I think, are fundamental. So even what time they're going to go to bed at night, what time they're going to wake up in the morning. Yeah. Um, and just kind of being kind of firm about it. You don't want to have a fluid system where anyone can come and go as they want. Because if we are in charge and we're the parents, then we want to set the rules according to what's best for them and train our children to obey those rules that right. we set. So whether it's you know, you're going to wake up not before seven o'clock, then teaching them to obey and learn how to read the number seven. And when it turns seven, then they can come out of bed and just establishing that sort of stuff in our home is important. Oh yeah. I've seen all kinds of things on Amazon. Even I think, you know, different websites, you can find special clocks that toddlers who can't tell time, they can know when it's time to get up. Right. All kinds of gadgets. And nap time and rest yeah. time, those sort of things in the day, having to be regular, predictable routines for them. It's time for you as a mom that you can get your own stuff done, you can, you know, whatever else you have to tend to, and you they can even know that this time is when they go to bed, it's when they take a nap, and it's good for them. So that's great that we can establish routines with sleeping. What about routines with eating? Does that work as well? Oh, equally important, right? I mean, having, it's just like when we're feeding our young babies, like we're setting a lot of our days set around eating. Yeah. Meal yeah. times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We sit down when we eat. We learn to pray before we eat. We, you know, all these things teach them what the routines are about food, not eating whenever they want, whenever they feel like it, but learning to wait, learning to wait till meal times. Those sort of things are important. Yeah. Yeah. And if possible, having meals together. Mm-hmm. I mean, dinner time together as a family, if you can, or yeah. breakfast, if that works for your family schedule. Everyone's different. Right. Right. What do you guys think about eating in front of the TV? I know it's tempting, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. personally. So yeah. yeah, totally. Are there special times that you allow for that or oh, never? Oh, sure. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Pizza yeah. movie night or something yeah. like yeah. that. That's all fun. I love those family traditions too. But just in general, I mean, learning to sit at a table is in of itself yes. a regular thing for kids to learn. Yeah. Not to have yeah. a screen in front of them Absolutely. <laughs> is a life skill. Yes. Yeah. You know, yeah. learning to sit and not be entertained and make conversation. Yeah. So no, they learn that point. through the day yeah. in and day out sitting at a table. Right. Yeah, there's so much to be learned during daily routines. I mean, mm-hmm. think of it. We do these things every day, yes. all day. Yeah. So again Absolutely. and again, we train them like we don't have devices at the phone or yeah. I mean, at the table, phones at the table. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. We don't talk over other people mm. when it's dinner time. You know, we don't yell and scream. I mean, there's a lot that we can teach during our routines. Right. And a lot of it, our routines are tied to food. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And then other routines that you guys like to work into your schedule you think are as important for for every family out there? Yeah, definitely a Bible routine is good. Mm -hmm. Bible routine is so important just to establish that this is what we do. We follow God and we learn to know him by reading his word. And so this is what it looks like in our home. We sit down and we read it. You know, we read it together. We can read through a children's Bible. We can read character books. Just having a, a time that that's when you do it, you know? 
Yeah, yeah, I agree. There's so many different children's Bibles, picture Bibles that you can use with your kids and just make that a regular part of their day. No, that's awesome. So having those routines with sleeping and eating and even reading the Bible, that definitely helps to develop that self-control. So learning to follow the rules regarding self-control, what are some areas that you found that are really critical that kids, you know, learn to develop self-control in? One huge way I think is with their voice. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can't, (laughs) personally, that's one of my pet peeves in my home. I can't handle screaming. I just can't function well. So learning to teach them to learn to speak in a quiet, self-controlled voice, Mm -hmm. not because it bothers me, but because it's good for them to learn to not yell. I mean, as a grown-up, I can't just yell and scream when I don't get my way, right? So teaching them as a young child, it's the same with them. They have to learn to control their voice when they want something to learn to say, please, and to ask for it with self-controlled manner. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a big, big one for me is interrupting. Mm. Like just, I know that they're excited, right? They're these little excited beings and everything is so exciting and um, they have to share it right now. Right. But um, a parenting mentor gave me the idea when my kids were younger of having an interrupt rule. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's that word rule Mm -hmm. again, but this is so helpful Mm -hmm. where... The kids, my kids couldn't just scream out. They couldn't interrupt. And I personally didn't like when they tapped on me mm-hmm. because I feel like I'm having a conversation or I'm in the middle of something and I've got doink, 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 <laughs> doink, you know, right. for five minutes while they wait. Um, but it was, you, they gently rest their hand on my leg, rest their hand on my arm. And then I would put my mm-hmm. hand on top of theirs to like signal to them, yes, I know that you want me. I will be with you in one minute. Right. And sometimes I might have to sort of squeeze their hand. Right. <laughs> They're right. struggling, but then they know it's like we're communicating yeah. with each other. I will be with you in a minute. Yeah, yeah that was absolutely. Helpful. Yeah, I did that with my kids too, and I think my kids did that with me through to high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yes, my you kids know, still do. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. conversations on the patio at church, and they come up. And yes, exactly. and You're like, yeah. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's a good a good one. Uh, what about you know just inappropriate, you know, hitting, biting, pinching, anything like that? Can you train them, teach them to stop doing that? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is rampant. It yeah. is like a free-for-all sometimes yeah, yeah, with these totally. toddlers. Um, absolutely never, ever do we hit. I mean, mm-hmm. that just needs to be something from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And we don't bite. Yeah. Yeah, or pinch or do anything that hurts or any of those things. It's like teaching them that this is the standard. The standard is zero acceptance for this, Mm -hmm. you know? And so there's going to be a consequence every time you do. Every time that you hit or bite or hurt someone, there's going to be a consequence because it's not, it's not, Acceptable. You right. can't you can't treat people like that. God made them, and they're in God's image, and got to treat them well. Right. What about just running rampant all over your home? You know, putting their fingers in light sockets and getting under the kitchen sink cupboards and ripping things out of the shower. I, how do you train them not yeah, to do that? Absolutely. I think we have a tendency to want to put up barriers so that they don't even have to develop the muscle of self-control. So we put on a lock on this door so they Mm -hmm. don't have to learn to not do it. And we put on a lock on here so they don't have to learn to not do it. I mean, when it's for safety, I can totally understand, but it's also a good thing for us as moms to keep in mind that we can also train them not to do these things. We can, Mm -hmm. they have boundaries, they have limits. You can't touch these things. These areas are off limits for you. And just teaching them, this is a no touch. You Mm -hmm. can't do it, you know? And it's just a training ground for them. Yeah, yeah I like that simple no touch. Yeah. I mean, when they're so little, you can just say no touch. Right. And Or gentle, you know, they're, they understand that um, early on. So yeah, that they should be self-controlled in our home. 
yeah. with our things, Absolutely. with their things, with other people's things. Yeah. And, you know, self-control leads to obedience, teaching mm-hmm. them to be obedient. Uh, there's things I'm sure that you have in your home that they can and can't do. Uh, what are some of the things you, you think are important for do's and don'ts in the home? Well, I think foundational is one thing that um, a, I had read before in one of these parenting books I've had um, is obey right away, mm. all the way, mm. with a happy heart. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's cute. It's kind of catchy. You yeah. can write it down, mm-hmm. and you just practice it with them. Obey yeah. right away, all the way, with a happy heart. Yeah, and so right away means I told you to do it right now. So, mm. you, you know, I told you to do it. You got to do it right then because right. kids often will forget, you yeah, know, totally, and if they yeah. don't do it right away, they will forget or find something else and get distracted along the way. So oh, all the relate. way, yeah, right away. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, and then all the way is doing exactly as I said, not partially. Mm. I told you to put this here, mm-hmm, yeah. and if you do it halfway, that's not mm-hmm. not re- what I asked you to do. Right. And then with a happy heart is not, right. you know, it's just yeah. the complaining and that goes along with it. And it's just it's just a training ground, another training ground to teach them all the way right away with a happy heart or a good attitude and mm-hmm. teaching with a smile. This is a standard in our home. This is what we do, um, and have them repeat it too. Right, you know? right, yeah. and I think it's much easier when they're toddlers when everything is just black and white. It's a touch, it's a no touch. Yeah, you know, I said sit here, you need to sit here. Right. Versus once they get older, if we don't establish this, mm-hmm. we've talked about this, like looking ahead, then how are we going to teach them to obey us at thirteen or sixteen? Right, yep. absolutely. And, you know, I think for us as moms, I've seen that we can kind of work against ourselves if we're not consistent. Right. If we're not, you know, sometimes it's, you know, you're going to get disciplined if you touch and sometimes you won't get disciplined if you touch. Or, you know, if I say, you know, clean your room in five minutes because we're leaving and then 20 minutes later, I'm still talking to my friend on the phone. Oh, yeah. Have you seen any of that? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I can be guilty of that, too. I mean, it's hard. We're multitasking. We're busy today. We're in the middle of something with our kids and we get a text message that's important that we have to respond to. So I think it is important as much as possible to be consistent in this. And I think it takes a mindset of, as a parent, this is my this is my job. I have to train them. I can't they can't be my interruption. I can't be trying to do A and then their disobedience is like interrupting me. I have to look at I have to watch and see did they obey what I asked them to do. I have to make this the forefront of my mind. I'm giving them instruction. I'm going to watch and see. Did they obey all the way right away with a good attitude? Because I have to be consistent. Because if not, it's confusing and I'm exasperating them and I'm not setting a standard of what's expected for them clearly. It's confusing. Sarah has always helped me in reminding me that my kids are not in the way of my job each day, right? They're not in the way of the tasks that I have, but they are my job. They Mm -hmm. are my task. They Mm -hmm. are my priority. That's great. Yeah, well, what a great friend to have. (laughs) (laughs) No, she does the same for me. Yeah, We need it all the time. And you know, that takes us to another rule, and that is, you know, the rule that Jesus gave us in a sense that we're to love God and to love others, the mm-hmm. great command. Uh, how do you teach your kids to be others-oriented, to be kind? How yeah. do you teach them kindness, or can you? Can you even begin to teach them kindness as, you know, toddlers or preschool-age kids? I love that you said love God and love others, because it just makes me think of this another little tip from a parenting mentor, which is why we need each other, right, Mm -hmm. Um, is to use an L hand, the Mm -hmm. L fingers. So the pointer finger points up toward God. We love God, and we love others. Mm -hmm. The thumb points out to the side. So it's Mm -hmm. an easy one, L for love. We love God and we love others. And others are anyone around us, anyone in the room. Right. And you know, a, 
a way that I always found helpful in my home to do it was through character books. Um, because once you establish yeah. these character these characters in the book who are doing things that are not good, it's so helpful for your kids when they are acting like that to show them how not to act and how to act because it's painted so clearly with these other characters in the book and they don't want to be like that bad mean turtle they want to be like the kind kitten or whatever it is so reading those kinds of books to them again and again and pointing out to them that was you don't want to be like that look at how he's acting it's not honoring to god it's Mm -hmm. not loving their neighbor and it just gets that picture in their mind and motivates them to kind of want to behave rightly. Oh, yeah. it's always easier to see the ugliness of not being kind when you're looking at it, you know, watching someone else. You yeah. can go, oh, that's kind of ugly. But when we're doing it, it's a little harder. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a perfect example. Absolutely. What about, um, you know, this is mine and, mm-hmm. you know, this belongs to me and yes. I don't want to share. Oh, right. Yeah. Can you teach that at this age or is that something you need to address later? No. Uh, everything I think we need to start at the get-go as much as we can. You know, it's like, just a perspective. This world does not revolve around you. You may want this toy right now, but it's not about you. You know, it's considering your neighbor. That person's playing with that. You want to love your neighbor. Why would you want to take it? Would you want something taken from you? And painting that, how does it feel like if that was done to you? Do you like it if someone yanks it from your hand right when you're in the middle of building it? No. So then if you don't like it done to you, then don't do it to somebody else. And Honestly, those conversations just happen on repeat all day long, right? right. All the way through the years. Yes. Yeah. So, this, it's not going to happen in one day. Right. This is a repeated lesson for them. Right. And yeah. they learn. The Absolutely. The more we teach, the more they learn. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's exhausting and it takes a lot yes. of time. Yeah. And unfortunately, we're out of time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we can see that parenting through tra- toddler and preschool years really is focusing a lot on helping them to follow the rules. Uh, Next time, as uh, Jen and Sarah come back, we're going to look at parenting in the elementary school years, and we're going to really focus on why. Why do we follow the rules? So thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and share and like and comment. Even email us with your topics, suggestions, and questions to wf at compasschurch.org, and we look forward to meeting with you next time. Bye.